this is not a meeting. This is Jimbo. With me as always is Scottage as well as Big Joe. We ended last episode on a deep quote from Albert Einstein. I thought we'd pick up this episode eight right where we left off, try to get the feelings of the room. The quote was, sometimes one pays most for the things one gets for nothing. Now, when I hear that quote, immediately popping into my head is the materialistic nature of everything. Are we most happy when we go out and buy things or items? Or is it if we don't pay for anything and we just get love and give love, we're much happier? Now, I don't know if I'm oversimplifying such a deep quote from Albert Einstein, but that's why we have the elder statement in the room. By elder, I mean he's really old. I'm going to give it to Scott, who... Is old. I am old. I am old. I have almost as much gray as you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank God. This is a vocal medium. They can't see it quite yet. <laughs> Jojo has no gray at all. I pull him out. Yeah. He's... <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> well, you know, Einstein wasn't really that all that smart. Um, no, he really was. No, I was going to say, wait a yeah. <laughs> Where are you going with this? Just, yeah, he has a distant cousin named Albert, too. They get confused. <laughs> um, I think that there's, I think there's a lot of truth to that, you know? The, um, but when you, t- when you mention about love, I guess my question is, is, is love really free? You know, I mean, the 60s would have said yes, but <laughs> but we've seen consequences where that was not so free, right? Yeah, sadly not. I mean, even that stuff came with costs. And, and, um, but the, the material world versus, versus those intangibles, you know, I mean, being materialistic versus, and seeing the, the physical things versus, Versus what those things that feed your inner soul, those things that feed your inner your inner self, I believe is what you're is what you're going after. Yeah, it just seems very easy, and I'd, obviously it's always been this way, but it seems very easy where I can buy your love. Mm. Oh, here's a new car. Here's a set of golf clubs. Here's whatever your hobby, whatever you love. Here it is. I right. bought it for you, so now you have to love me. Mm. It, that sense of power that comes along with because I gave you a material thing, I expect something in return. Is that power or is that codependence? Yeah, it's probably the latter. But you know, the um for <laughs> the way I've always heard codependency uh defi- or you know, kind of described is um you're fine, how am I? You know. <laughs> 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 uh, you know that you're never quite sure your your value and your worth is only defined by how you perceive others giving it to you. Exactly, um, and so when, when in those moments is when you're trying to buy somebody else's love. You're really, you're, is it power or or is it is it somehow someone trying to? It to, could be power. Or it could be even like the sense that they owe me something now that I've given them something, mm. and I'm expecting something in return. And these people may not even know it. They think, right. oh, this guy did a nice gesture for me. He did X Y Z for me. So. That was pretty nice. But meanwhile, deep down, I'm, those bastards, they owe me something. You know what I mean? Like, why didn't I do that out of the good of my own heart? Well, and, and you know, we're ready something. for it to come back. You know where that gets, <laughs> that's, gets seen the, the fastest and the easiest, but, but none of us want to acknowledge it, is on the Christmas card list. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> You're going through that Christmas card list. They didn't send me one last year. Mm-hmm. I ain't sending one of them this year. 
<laughs> I've seen my mom scramble many years. Oh, I can't believe they sent me one. Now I got to send them one. Uh, <laughs> run into the store to buy more cards because somebody sent one that wasn't supposed to. Right. I mean, it's the the biggest scam Hallmark in the post office ever gave to us. Absolutely. But um, but yeah. Well, and so what you were just talking about, I think that that you've got um, not only physical things that are given, right? But you also have the those intangibles are also given in in that way sometimes, where somebody somebody does give you that 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 um, effort of kindness or or you know shows up to help you with something or other. You think that they were just giving you their time and 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 stuff out of a generosity, out of some sort of altruism, but instead what they get what they're giving you is a little string that they just hooked on to you <laughs> that, that uh, they're going to pull on later and give a little tug to and say, hey, yeah, but don't you remember, you know, I helped you out or, or I gave you that, that card or I gave you this other thing. Um, it's not just the physical, those, those, what you were calling material things. It's also that sense of, um, all, I think all of it can be done. It, it all comes down to your motives, and it all comes down to... And that's the biggest thing. Like, a lot of times I'll give a gift or whatever, and you the first thing, it's almost like our human nature to be like, oh, you shouldn't have. I don't... Like, people are refusing to accept what you're offering them. You know right. I mean? And that's like, I don't know if that's the Western Hemisphere, or that what that mindset is, but it's just like, I'm trying to present something nice because I love you. I want you to have this. And the first thing you say is, oh, you shouldn't have, or I don't want anything. Oh, don't give me anything. It's just like something sparked me to get you this. And now you're immediately telling me I don't want it. It's just like, right. what the hell's going on here? Like, you know what I mean? Well, and some of that's cultural. Yeah. You know, I mean, because you, you'd want to, I, I don't know, is that just kind of a backwards way of, of trying to show appreciation? You it know? It is, but it doesn't it come across like. It does come across as backwards. Right. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, it really instead of just tough. saying thank you. Right. That's a hard thing to say is thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because thank you implies that that there's Oh, you shouldn't have. Well, I did. And there's <laughs> a humility. I don't know. Is there a humility that has to happen for thank you to, to occur? For a true thank you to be there? To almost like what's what's required out of somebody to to show true appreciation? It's very rare to find a genuine thank you. I don't know if that answers your question, but like you don't get it very often. See, my thank yous, I feel like I give them very genuinely. Well, I talked to you, what, a couple weeks ago about I have a buddy coming over and helping me right. do some stuff around the house that I can't do as far as woodworking and trim work. And um, he keeps telling me, I try keep trying to pay him, and he's like, you don't owe me anything. You don't owe me anything. I'm like, I got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> like Even if it's not money or something else, I just feel like... I, I, well, I felt like I was taking advantage, you know, and right. I was talking to Scott about it and he's like, gave me a different way of looking at it. I mean, you said like, he's just, he's your friend. He's coming over to help you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you don't have to pay everybody that comes over to help you. <laughs> right. Accepting it, help is not an easy thing. It's not. It's really not. But it's a part of the, it's a part of a program, assuming that you were at a meeting that we're not at. No, this is definitely not a meeting. <laughs> but um but it is i mean it would have to be a part of any type of any type of moving forward i mean i think you've got to be able to to go to those places of saying yeah i i need help and i'm okay accepting it and that goes back to the common theme of this 
podcast in general, we always seem to track back to loving yourself and how important that is. Mm. I can't accept the help from somebody else unless I can love myself. And it's not easy. And we always talk about how it's difficult. And that first nature, if somebody offers that help, it's like, oh, you shouldn't have, or, oh, I got it, or don't well, worry. And like someone like me, my first thought is, shit, I owe them something now. You know, like, <laughs> when is this going to come back and bite me in the ass? Right. Like, it's not happening right now because we're not exchanging money. So my first thought is, shit, six months from now, I'm going to be doing something and they're going to call and I'm going to have to drop whatever I'm doing. And if I don't, they're going to be like, hey, you remember that time? Right, <laughs> right. Like, and then if shit. you and then if you still just can't pull it off at that point, then you wonder if the relationship is going to go bad. Right, and then yeah, you're worried about the relationship yeah. because no. I didn't pull through when they thought I was going to. They and, really didn't give that to me out of the kindness of their heart. They gave that to me for six months down the road when they were going to need me, and that's not how you should look at it at all. Well, and that's where I guess it comes down to trust in a genuine relationship. You know, I mean, a genuine, true relationship and a friendship. They're not doesn't for require anything back. Right. It's not looking for anything in but, return. But those relationships are hard to find. And and when you do find them, I mean, I've got I've got a couple. I have a couple of those. But the one the one guy I've known him for for a couple of decades now, you know. Um and and the other guy, you know, even longer. I've known I've known the one guy from like second grade and and you know, the other guy I knew from as a freshman in college. But those are honest to goodness, true friendship relationships for me that I can trust that when I'm doing something for them, I know that, that they don't think that they have to do anything back for me. And when, when they're doing something for me, they know that they don't have that, that uh, you know, that there's not going to be any strings anywhere because they're just honest to goodness, true friendships. But, and, but that it comes down to a trust of those relationships and, and, um, I don't. I mean, that's it. That's what it seems like to me, anyways. It comes. It comes down to trusting that that's just an honest to goodness friendship. And you know, like I mean, big. You know, Big Joe, you're over here. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> when when I call and say, hey, I got. You know, we we moved a, a pellet stove. You know, I'm like, I just love the guy, and and I know that he loves me. It's just like we just we did it, be, or he came over to help just because he knew I needed help. You right. know, and yeah, I don't. I, I don't think that I'm like, oh crap! When's he going to have a pellet stove? I got to go move that thing. It's heavy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's not that way. Right, not and, at all. And so it comes down to the trusting in those relationships and those friendships. But I guess you really wouldn't know that out of the gate until you actually do it, and then it would come back and bite you in the ass. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't. I guess that's built in a relationship. It's not known right out of the gate. Like it might, right? It might bite you once before you even know, right? And me being the slow learner that I am, it would bite me in the ass <laughs> multiple times before I would finally learn the lesson. Well, and it's it's not even about family, you know. I mean, it's because even family can come around to bite you in the ass later because oh, it's it's not just oh well they're family so I do it. No, I mean there's a lot of strings that come with family. You know, mm, you sometimes tell me. sometimes more. <laughs> Sometimes more than friends, you know, right. and um, and so whenever you're putting all of that together, is it's about maybe the character of the of I don't know is it is it character is it trust is it is it loyalty is it um, you know what's what is that bond that eliminates that that economic exchange 
between those between those things needs to be owed yeah and i'm in the same boat with when you were talking about a handful of people that you have in your life that you can think of that you would do anything without even thinking about it and not expect anything in return in the same way like i'll there's a lot of people that i would definitely help out and i even still like joe owing the towing company i feel bad several times where like my old man broke down in the city of pittsburgh first person he called was joe and joe dropped mm. everything to help him out that morning Joe, Joe. I had a front tire that kept running low like crazy. I called I Joe at 11 guy. o'clock at night. I said, Joe, hey, do you have that overdrive? I went, swung by his house. He filled me up. Like those type of things, I feel almost like I'm using him for his services, but I know also <laughs> that he's a friend and he's going to want to do it. Right. I don't have a fear that six months from now, Joe's going to say, hey, I need to open up a checking account. You want to <laughs> <laughs> pull some strings? Well, and, and, and it comes to sometimes, too, just finding the, those people that have that perspective on life. You know, I mean, I... I've learned to, and the, and the way that I try to approach it is, is I do things without expectation of anything ever coming back, you know? And, and we, um, I drove around with, with Jojo the other day and, and, you know, just all day long we were, we were driving with, with a couple of toes and, uh, we got to talking about this whole idea of, of even when you lend money, you know, like if you're going to lend money, Remove the expectation that you're ever going to see that money again. You know, <laughs> if, if it comes back, that's okay. And that's a, that's a plus. But if you don't want that relationship to go sour and to go crazy and, and for, for to just kind of start to have all kinds of issues, just almost give it as a gift. And if it comes back, cool. But go but into don't, that. Don't ruin the relationship over it. Yeah. And, but go into that exchange with that perspective. You know, don't get down the road of six months and say they haven't paid it back by now. Man, they suck. I guess I'll just forget about that I'm ever going to see it again. Begin that exchange with, I'm never going to see this again. I'm okay with that. And if you can't start there, if you can't start with the whole idea that I'm okay never seeing this again, then don't do it because you're putting strings on it. You know? Correct. And so if you're not okay going to help somebody move, do you, I've, I have moved oh. more people in my life <laughs> yes. because they know that I'll say yes. And if I come, I don't, I really don't expect anything back. Like, you, you know, also have a truck that helps. Yeah. yeah. And I've moved, my wife and I have moved and nobody has shown up to help us. You know, I mean, <laughs> so it was like, okay, well, this is just how it works sometimes. You know, I mean, this is what we're doing. So, but you've got to do that without you have to ha- check your own motives. I guess that's it. Check your motives at the door, you know? And and if you can't go into this with zero motives. I think you can look at it too is, I mean, this world's a circle. So you don't have to have motives of it's coming back. It might not come back from that. Mr. Elton John sang a song about that, I do believe. <laughs> it's going to come back to you. I mean, for talking sure. talking about the Lion King? <laughs> <laughs> circle of life. That is one of my favorite movies. Yes, uh, I love holding up Simba. Doing that song. <laughs> I, I grab the dog and hold him up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were doing when I came over. Yeah, that that was it. I was I was holding up Simba for all the other stuffed animals I was to see. What the hell you were doing with the dogs? Here. Yeah. Well, my, my family refers to me as Mufasa, so that's the kind of that's the kind of influence I have around here. But yeah, I'm a, like I said, I'm a big believer, and it's coming back to you, no, no matter what you give or what you do or. If it's if you do something bad, it's going to come back to you in a bad way. If you do something good, it's going to come back to you in a good way. It's right. karma. I mean, well, you reap what you sow. 
Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, that's that's biblical. You know, for those for um for those who follow the Bible, the that's just we you know, as a Christian, I believe that's just one of those universal principles that God put into place that it's how the world functions. Well, Jimbo, he was talking about the uh, me going down and telling his dad. But I'm, as soon as he's talking about that, I was thinking of a time when I was early in sobriety and I was changing a tire at a bar and I ran over a beer bottle and got a flat tire. <laughs> now, my spare tire won't come down from underneath the truck. Now, I'm stuck sitting at a bar and it's one, one o'clock in the morning Early in sobriety, like, that's the last place I want to be. Right. It's like sitting right there. I'm like, who do I call? Jim. Hey, Jim, what are you doing? I'm on my way out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, and I'm right off the Mountain Evo exit. He's like, I'll be there in about 15 minutes, pick you up, man. I was like, nice. <laughs> that's what I'm just saying. Like, it comes around without expectations. You don't have to put expectations on it because it's going to come anyways. Right. And in that instance, that's just one of the many instances, but that's what I thought of whenever you were talking about that toe earlier. But now those come those come from real true friendships, Actually, right? Yeah. I mean, and so there's there's some sort of a bond there. I mean, we're we're almost we're talking about the things that that prove Einstein's quote wrong. To be honest, whenever you approach it in the right way, but when you're when you're like just looking at the fringe relationships that we want to make baby a little bit more or we want a little bit more from that relationship where we try to force the hand a little bit. You know what I mean? Like right. maybe if I get this one final thing to this person, I will then they can be that person that Joey is to me right now, or you are to me right now where I can call you at one in the morning for help. So like that whole ulterior motive bullshit that we talk about, like, right. Does it have to be there? But like you're saying, once you get to the point of a true friendship, you don't, the whole exchanging of gifts or whatever, maybe those people that are saying, oh, you shouldn't have, because maybe you didn't have to do it. Like, just saying that, hey, I love you, is more than enough than having to present them with the latest, greatest gadget. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's just like, I have difficult. I don't know if it's a difficulty, but like new friendships, the older that you get, obviously, as you know, getting new friends is not something that happens. Oh, it's really hard. Yeah. The older so you get, like, it's harder to make right. new friends. And do I have to, like, I come into a work environment i recently switched buildings so it's like all new people mm. and i'm in this feeling out process currently trying to like figure out who's going to be who and should i be friends with this person if i maybe do this and it's just like it's weird i'm 37 and i feel like i'm back in kindergarten trying to have to make friends again <laughs> and i don't even know how to go about it do you want to play with my blocks <laughs> exactly <laughs> I like rainbows and unicorns <laughs> But it's difficult. I don't know. Like at this age that we get, the older that we get, making of new friends. The friends I have right now, I feel like, you know, I'm good. Like I don't need to open up the gates for more. Like, but then there are those occasional people who are like, I would like that person to be in my life. How do I do it? Right. Do I have to give material things for that person to consider me to be a friend? Or do I just be there when they need me? Yeah, I think it's more presence. You know, I mean, and, and you know. Time's not- more valuable than any. Yeah, there's there's something about our presence that that is um, a unifying thing. You know, I mean, a phone call is one thing, um, but and and texts or something. You know, but it's and there's something about being together that is that is bonding. You know, it it bonds you, Um, 
and guys experience that in in different ways than I think girls do. You know, we don't have a girl's voice at the table, but I I think that we do. You know, I mean, um, girls will go off like to a, to a retreat or or a getaway or something, and they'll know each other's names and they'll know each other's likes and dislikes, and you know, they'll they'll have all of these major talks and these these in depth talks put a bunch of guys to go out into the woods for a little bit, they're going to come back and, and, you know, not know each other's name necessarily. <laughs> they're going to like, they're going to like, Oh yeah, that was that real strong guy. Yeah. Yeah. He pushed the tree down. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. yeah. What'd we call him? Oh, we called him like bicep or something. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a funny bicep, bicep. We don't even know each other's real names necessarily, <laughs> but, but there's a bonding experience that we'll walk away feeling tight with those guys, even though you don't necessarily know them you feel it and it was because of presence and it was because of joined activity and and uh, and seeking a common goal together and that's takes me back to my uh, military days going through something like a basic training i got thrown in a room with 62 other people that i had never met before and we had to graduate as a troop six weeks later with those same people not everybody made it through some people fell back a little bit some advanced whatever the case may be but that common bond that we had immediately because we were thrown in at it. You know what I mean? It was just like, we're going to have to figure this out one way or the other. And then, like you said, there wasn't a whole lot of communicating. Our room was divided in half. I know our side was super tight, and we didn't even really know a lot of people on the other side of the bunk by the time we graduated. Right. But at the same time, we all still had that common purpose. And that whole thing is just like, sort of just what you're talking about, where like I couldn't name any of those people right now by their first name. Right. I sure know their last name, because everybody was by their last name or a nickname. Right. And it was one of the craziest, as terrible as basic training was, it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever went through to be completely broken down and built back up over a mm. seven-week period. It's pretty crazy. And without the bond of those dudes, quote-unquote, in the woods with me to help me get through that, right? it was crazy. So is it is it a piece of that as well, then, where you you can approach those moments not requiring anything back because you've been there? And you know what that feels like. And and so because... A sense of relating, you mean? Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe just, it might be a relating, you know, like, like just being able to relate to where that person is at. Um, or maybe just a, so, such a strong sense of empathy because you've been there. That's how, basically, do you think that's how we get our friends in general? Because we can relate to them? Like, we all have different types of friends, but there's something to the core why they're my friends. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but... No, like, yeah. There's that one thing that, like, they may be a scatterbrain, crazy, whatever, but there's something deep down that I continue to consider them my friend because of that one piece that we relate to. Right. And, like, it's weird because over the years that thing gets smaller and smaller, but at the same time, we reunite. We don't see each other for a couple months, but when we get together, we're able to pick up right where we left off because of that one tying factor. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Because I have a lot of friends from the high school and even some college, stuff like that, where I don't see on a regular basis. But when we do get together a couple times a year, it's fantastic. It's mm -hmm. just like, this is just what, like, and we're always just like, oh, we should do this more often. Eight months down the road, we're together again. It's just like, <laughs> we're not really good at planning things, are we? <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's one of those bonds that once you find something that you can relate to somebody. You never miss a beat. Absolutely. Right. You don't have to provide the gifts or the material things to maintain that relationship. Right. Yeah, there's something about just picking up right where you left off. Absolutely. You know? Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think some of that is just born out of um, shared experience, you know? 
It's just, it's shared experience. Absolutely. I think there's going to be a drinking game for this podcast. I catch myself saying the word absolutely <laughs> roughly 20 times an episode. We are not condoning <laughs> drinking games during the podcast, except, but... Um, oh, man, I got to stop using that word. If you want to turn it into one, this is how you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I once heard... The, um, or read, I guess. It's a book by uh, by Don Miller. Um, who he's he's one of my favorite authors. But he talked about love being talked about in economic terms. And when we talk about love in economic terms, like we say that somebody's love is bankrupt, right? Or we say we invested in that relationship. Um, or um, you know, we withheld love. You know, in some ways. We keep talking on this podcast a lot about going all in on something, a poker right. term referring to giving all your money or investing everything you have. In exactly, stuff. exactly. So we talk about that type of stuff in economic terms. Um, do we view that type of stuff economically? Do we view that type of stuff through those types of, through that type of a lens where it's a limited resource and, and it's a resource that is my asset to distribute where I want to. Because the reality is, is the more love you give, the more that shows up. You know, it's it's a backwards thing. But the way that we the way that we talk about it and you the words that we use, you know, I mean I'm I'm huge on what words we use. I know some people, you know, don't put as much value on words specifically as much as what as what I do and some people like me. But but for me words words matter. And so if we're going to use those types of words, does it change our perspective? What, does, it, does it even impact our perspective whenever we're using economic terms to talk about love? It's, for me anyways, it's one of those things where that's all I've ever known, to be honest with you. Like feelings in general all have that correlation with money or that financial terms. Like I can't separate love if I don't think of it in a financial way. Mm. So what is true love? And that's where I keep using that term like all in. If I go all in on in a relationship, you're getting the best of Jimbo. It might not be great, believe me, but <laughs> you're getting the best. You know what I mean? And it's one of those deals where like I don't know how to be or to convey what true love is or without using a financial term around it because that to me, is there a way? Or obviously there is. You know what I mean? Like I don't know it if there is. That's the hard part. Right. And is that, again, our culture? Is that the way we're raised to think, oh, that per person is void of love, that person's bankrupt, that person, basically saying that person's soulless, that person's an asshole, don't deal with right. that person. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't we convey our terms without having to, why do you feel that we convey love in the terms of financial? Does he go on to explain why we do that? No, I mean, I think that he, he raises it as a question to, to consider how else we could talk about it. Um, seems easy to just put a term financially around it then. Well, yeah. And I think culturally we, we have everything wrapped around money. You know, everything is wrapped around money. Everything costs you something, right. you know? Um, and, and we have a culture that, that is just on, honestly, it's just, it's based on money, you right. know, and the exchange of, and the exchange of money. Um, we don't know a culture that, where money is a, a secondary thing, 
It never has been, right? Yeah. I mean, we everything that we know is wrapped around the exchange of something that somebody said has a lot of value. Right. You know, I mean, it's a flipping piece of paper or it's or it's a little minted coin. But in our culture, to... we say, whoa, that's that's what you want right there. I mean, Chase after, yeah. yeah, why gold? Why does everybody say gold is such a good investment? Because somebody somewhere decided gold is valuable. I could care less about gold. You know, <laughs> it doesn't impact my life. You know, I mean, I've got more value for water than I do for gold. I can't drink gold, you know, but water at least sustains me. So who said gold is somehow desirable? That's what some, and so that's what everybody chases because somebody somewhere said this is desirable and everybody bought into it and said, okay, we're going to chase after that then. So, but we have a culture that's based on those, those things. We, have, we, we chase after the dollar. We chase after the, the currency, whatever currency it is, you know, if, if it's the yen, if it's, you know, the euro, whatever it is. Um, and so I think because of that type of a culture, we then put value onto other things. We put, um, but I guess that the, I don't know that the language is, is bad, as much as if we're sitting there waiting for a return on it. Right. You know, if we're looking for a return on that investment, um, we say we're going to invest in a relationship. Well, that means that we're trying to put our value into it so that it will grow, right? But at what point do we then, or, or I should say, do we, in those moments, expect some sort of a return? It's like sinking all your money into that money pit home property or whatever. Yeah, like, two weeks. When two is, weeks. Yeah, I love that book. <laughs> <laughs> the Hanks. money pit. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, two weeks, man. We got. We'll be done in two weeks. Never saw it. Oh, oh you'll have a list. You would laugh at that whole thing, man. We got to get you up on some movies: planes, trains, and automobiles, and the money oh, I got pit. Blues Brothers out of They're the classics. Oh, Blues Brothers. Oh, I love that movie. But the concept, like what you were just talking about, where like if you're investing and you want, obviously, that thing to come to life, you feel eventually where you're like. I've invested all my time and effort mm -hmm. into this and I'm not getting anything in return. All of a sudden it's just like, well, screw it. I'm done. And that's like where we were talking about in previous episodes where like, and even earlier today, how do we build those friendships where it's like, I don't want to invest my time. Like I had that mindset when I was a drunkard where I would say, unless you impressed me, I didn't want anything to do with you. Mm. You had to make the first move basically to let me allow you in basically. Right. If you could drink like me, you could be my friend. If you had the drugs, you could be my friend. Like, I was an asshole. But now that like, I'm slowly trying to become a human being with feelings again, like opening up and investing and not expecting anything in return, it's crazy what that can do for the soul. Right. It is a good thing. Right. Even though you still may get burned on it, it's like... It still feels yeah, good. Yeah, it feels good. I yeah. did the Absolutely. right thing. If you do the right thing, it's amazing how well it can feel. Right. Even if you don't get the results you wanted out of it. Right. And that's, I, you know, I call that taking the high road. You know, it's Which like, is, stay on the high road. You got to take the high road, right. you know, and do the right thing. And I, I mean, I use that phrase quite a bit myself is do the right thing. You know, I mean, it's not a Spike Lee movie. It's, it's a way of living, you know? Um, That's one I haven't seen. And, and that I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen, but, uh, but, um, but I got, and we were talking offline before, before we started to um, record was, there are times when you're investing into a relationship, you don't see that relationship getting better. You don't see that person be getting better. The, um, and so do you stop the investment? 
You know, that's the question. It's like when, whenever you're investing and you're investing and you're investing and, and you're seeing, enough enough. yeah, when do you go, Sometimes look, you have to. this just isn't working. Right. This just isn't going anywhere. Or is it that free gift of, of I'll continue to pour into this because right now it's the right thing to do and I don't have any expectations, you know? And is it that, is it the fact that you don't have any expectations that somehow clicks that freedom for that other person to go, wow. But that relates to what Joey always talks about where time's the most expensive value that we have. Time is priceless. So if I'm going to keep giving my time to somebody that in return doesn't want to grow the relationship or work or do what's required to live a successful life or be a partnership or whatever, eventually the strings do need to be cut. It's like, I've invested enough of my time. You clearly don't see what I see. Like it's one of those deals where I now, again, being lucky enough to have over 3000 days of sobriety, I can realize and take that step back and realize I'm wasting my time here. Mm. And we talk about in the rooms all the time, that most important step is to spread the message to the other alcoholic that's still suffering. Well, how far do we take that? I can't be a babysitter. Right. I can't be a financial planner for these people. I can't do all these things to make sure that they don't pick up that first drink. But if they want to work the program, I'll go hand in hand with them. Absolutely. And that's the tough, delicate balance because even I know when Joey was new to sobriety, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me telling this, I was upset that he wasn't going to enough meetings. Mm. And I was pissed. And I'd be like, come on, we're going, we're going, we're going. <laughs> and finally, my sponsor said, oh, you can't force him to stay sober. It's not your job to force him to stay sober. And it was just like that aha moment where the light bulb goes over top where we keep saying, like, I'll go to hell with you if you want to work this program and stay sober. But I'm not going to let you drag me into hell with you. (laughs) No way. I'm not into that. But, like, if you're willing to work and you want to get to the other side of this, by all means, I'll help you. But, like, I can't force anybody to stay sober. I can't force anybody to be my friend with material things or demanding of things. But if you go there with the right intentions, things seem to go like we've just talked about a moment ago, much, much better. So it comes down to roles is what it, is what it at least is starting to, to click inside of my head on, on the whole idea that it comes down to roles. So you, you come in sometimes as an investor, honestly. You're, you're an investor. You're saying, look, I will invest in this. You know, I, I love Shark Tank, you know? <laughs> and, That's a great show, too. And whenever you're, they'll, they'll be like, look, this is something I'll invest in, but you have to do this, this, and this, you know? I've got to see that return if you really want me to continue to invest. And, but that's a role, right? They're not coming in and saying, I'm going to be your friend now. Right. What they're coming in is saying, look, I'll be an investor. And I'll be an investor to try and see you grow. But if you're not going to continue to grow, then those are choices that you're making. I've got to go somewhere else. And that's the tricky thing. And it's often said a lot of times, like the rooms that we go to that Joey and I are part of, it's a selfish program where that's 12th step is huge, helping other people grow. But by helping them, they're helping me out 10 times more than I'm helping them. Mm-hmm. So that's why it gets frustrating when you're helping somebody that doesn't want it all the way, the way that you do, because they're bringing you down. They're not forcing you, obviously, to drink. But at the same time, it's just like, why doesn't this person want what I have? Right. And it's just like, it gets frustrating where you just continuously run yourself into a wall. Like, eventually, I can't help you anymore. Not that you're unhelpable, but... You have no, to help yourself yeah, on some that levels. It goes all sure. back to like love yourself, but like it's brutal sometimes where you have relationships. And I still have a couple of them in my life now where it's just like, why am I investing so much time 
if I'm not getting back like that whole investment theory right. that we just talked about, what I'm putting in, I'm definitely not getting back in rewards. Like these right. guys on Shark Tank invest the two hundred thousand expecting to get that back. Right. If I invest my time and my love with you, I expect to get that in return. Am I wrong to expect that? Sometimes <laughs> I get like you know what I mean? Is it incorrect to expect that I should be getting this in return? That is a go full circle where like Hey, I've done this for you. Why aren't you? You know what I mean? Like, right? I don't know how to put it into words. Where it's just like I've expected the time, the energy, the love for you. Why can't you go to a damn meeting, Joe? You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. <laughs> when it finally clicks, though, how good does it feel? Oh, you know fantastic. what I mean? Because I've been working with a uh, friend, relative here for the last what three years, mm-hmm. and it's it's a tough struggle. Whenever you just you're watching somebody and you know you can't do anything to help. Until that clicks in their head, you know, it's, it's, you, you can't do a damn thing. I mean, I've had people ask me before, hey, can you help this person out? Can you make them stop drinking? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's impossible. They have to want it. I can guide them in the right direction, but no, I can't just come in there like God and be like, stop. This right. is why you have to stop. You're going to stop now. <laughs> Right. It's just it doesn't work that way. Well, even God doesn't do that to you. Right. He lets you do your own path. Right. And whenever, like I said, whenever you're working with somebody and it finally clicks in their head and you watch them walk the right path, Mm -hmm. it's awesome. I mean... And see, that's the reward that you're looking for with with that investment. You're looking... You want that... You want to see them grow correct you know i mean yeah, there absolutely. is there is a sense for them it's not always a return for yourself as much as the return for yourself is the that sense of seeing somebody else get to that place right and to watch some like i said to watch somebody do that i mean i was working with them i'm not very good at my meeting schedule i don't hit enough by any means and uh i'd take them that once a week and I'd keep telling them, like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. You need to hit more meetings. I suggest it. Suggested it. And all of a sudden, he's trying to do 90 and 90, which is 90 meetings in 90 days. And like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, did a light bulb just switch? <laughs> and it, you've been working so hard on that relationship to get it to, you know what I mean, to try to get them to that point. And when it finally clicks, like, that's awesome. Right. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Oh, when you back. invest that much into it and you see it working. Yeah. I guess, yeah, you are looking for a return. Yeah. In some instances. Even if it's not something you can physically, tangibly grab onto. But like you said, if you see some a peer of yours that you're working with have that aha moment, huge. That feels fantastic. Right. And it's just like, then it's almost like, why can't everything? Like I can right. do this with everybody. <laughs> Put on that Superman cape. Like, yeah, yeah. That's because of me, that person's yeah. so good. <laughs> no, no, no. Slow down. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. I was just in the right place at the right time. It was all about you taking ownership of yourself, but I get credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, so so I guess Einstein's right. You know, even we're we're looking at even the thing that makes us feel good to see somebody else do well, is that what we're we're investing for? Is that the the not no. that it costs you more? You know, I mean, his but his thing is already doing it. It costs you more. It, but yeah, but 
you can go in with no expectations, and, but yeah, you are kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're looking for that internal intrinsic stuff. Right. That, that says, I did good. You know, you're seeking an I did good moment for yourself. I feel good. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, there you go. We tied a bow around a difficult quote. Yes. Seek <laughs> seek to do good. Absolutely. That is it. Do the right anything thing. in return. Do the next right thing. And the next right thing would be to go to iTunes and leave a comment and subscribe if you haven't. Because that would make you feel so good. Make sure you leave your comment right below Tim's. Right below Tim's. <laughs> Tim, we love you. We love you, Tim. Um, but yeah, we do. We ask you to go and subscribe. This is the uh, this podcast is called. This is not a meeting. It's right there on iTunes. You can uh, subscribe to it. It'll download automatically for you. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can uh, leave messages and comments there. We do try to get back to everybody uh, as best as we can. And. Uh, Go ahead on out this week, do the right thing, have a ball, and we will talk with you later.